Okay, I'm going to start song right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into a different uh, or no fuck man, we're Whoa. not doing that. I got I got Whoa. sidetracked. This is Way the podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. We get into our vinyl pickups that leads into the songs of the week, and so then we um, round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars on there, please, 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 go do that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, social media is Asinine Radio at Asinine Radio. So get into that. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Uh, hang out with other people that listen to the pod. Talk shit on each other. Talk shit on us. We don't care. And uh, then we also have a phone number. You can call. You can leave us a voicemail. You can send us a text message. And we actually did get a text message. Oh. We did. We did. We did. We did. Uh, I don't know who this who this comes from. Uh, just it's a random number. But they said. Marilyn Manson, Mechanical Animals, please. Such a crazy good podcast. Thanks, guys. There you go. We have a fan. I don't know who the hell this is, but uh, yeah, thanks for reaching out. We've been talking about doing Marilyn Manson for a while, actually a long while. So I'm sure we'll do it soon now that we got an actual request to do it. Right? I think it's the same person that, that asked us on Instagram too to do Marilyn Manson. Oh, was there somebody on Instagram? I didn't see that. I mean, it was different people. That would be crazy if there's multiple people out there. <laughs> that like Marilyn Manson, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I would be fucking surprised. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll probably do it. Thanks for texting us, you know, letting us know. We'll probably do it sometime soon. Mechanical animals, mechanical animals. Which is that? That must have been like mid nineties, I think. Maybe his third record. I don't remember. You don't know anything about Marilyn Manson. I I know the Dope Show, and that's about it. That's about it. All right. Okay, so yeah, we'll do that. Um, thanks again for sending that into us. Uh, anybody else who wants to, we the phone number is 503-893-5307. So, uh, yeah, get into that. Let us know what you think, what you, what, what you want us to do. We might listen to you. And uh, now that we got all that shit out of the way, let's get right into the, uh, the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Go. Uh, I got a local one from a local brewery called Hus Brewing Company. And this is their Arizona Light Lager, 4.02%. Kind of a weird... Why not just have it 4%, I guess? We can quite get rid of that, too. But 4%, and this is just a light lager. Husbering makes a really good coffee colch. And okay. Oh, yeah. I think I had that. Didn't yeah. I, didn't we go there? Okay. Yeah. We, uh, we, we had it at the, at the video game bar. That's Mike had right. it. That's what yeah. It was. We all drank it. It's super delicious. And this brewery is pretty good. And they're tempe. They're local boys and girls. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited. It's a can. Cool. This is a light, a light, crushable beer has finally been born in Arizona. So that's where it actually says crushable. It says crushable. Because what Skip says, smashable, right? Sma- s- smashable. Does he say smashable? Or does he say crushable? I don't remember now. Maybe. Mm, I think it says crushable. I, I really don't remember now. 
Who knows? Whatever, though. He'll, he'll let us know. He'll let us know. Um, okay, so you got a, a nasty uh, coffee thing. It's Wait, not no, coffee. Is coffee? It's, oh, no, it's, it's a, a light lager. lager. Light lager, that's right. That's 110 right. calories. Does it really have a calorie thing on it? Yes, it's 110 calories. It's, 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 it, this distinct 110-calorie light beer delivers a crisp domestic taste with a refined craft quality. Enjoy mm. this flavorful local light beer with friends and family. Jeff and Leah Huss. Cute. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, okay, so let's see. I have I have a beer called Neon Rainbows. This is a uh, a New England style IPA from uh, Oh wait um, Omegang Omegang oh, Omegang Brewery in New York, uh, the state of New York, and this is six point seven ABV. I got like a little sixteen ounce uh, can, uh, and then for our you know. International listeners, I don't know what that equates to in uh, in the metric system, but that's what we have here. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? Yeah, I just got this pretty much because the label, it kind of matches our album of the week. It's bright. It's vibrant. Psychedelic, some Ooh, might say. Psychedelic. So I kind of wanted to be in theme with uh, with Hendrix. So sure. Yeah, that's what I got. I got this 6.7 New England IPA. So you ready to start drinking? Yeah, I didn't even... Didn't even open it. Are you just drinking out of the can? Oh, peasant! Dude, last week, last week we were jamming Mm. and I was playing the bass. I was slapping the bass, and the tip of my—I was—I was just picking the bass, but the tip of my index finger, like blistered, like almost immediately. I I don't know why. Yeah, with a pick? No, I, I. Every time I play the bass, I really try to never use the pick. So I just I've been. But like I've developed calluses now because we jam like every week. But yeah, I was yeah. really surprised that it that developed a blister within like minutes of playing the bass, and then now That's it's weird. Now it like still stings. Hmm. Because so you, you, I haven't had got blisters on my fingers in like since high school. I mean, like, like like my left hand has been calloused over for years now. It's even what if I don't play the guitar for a while, it's still not gonna rip open or anything. Yeah, yeah. But like I don't know. It was it was bizarre. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what happened. Weird. I don't know. I don't know either. I felt like a kid I again. I like it though. <laughs> Makes you feel young again, yes. Makes you feel young again. All right. You ready to start drinking? You oh, pour? yeah. No, yeah. We're good to go. I'm ready. We're good? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is, um, this is a beer. I've had beer and this is a beer. So what do you think of your uh, your light lager? Light well, lager? I'm looking, let's see, canned, there's a lot of numbers. Okay, so this was canned May 17th of 2021. That's that's old. Mike would throw it away. That's a pretty old beer. That's almost yeah. uh, what we would call a year here in America, and <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a pretty old beer. <laughs> You're such an idiot sometimes. And it does not, it doesn't taste, uh, it doesn't taste gross, but it's, I mean, it's not good. Okay. It's, it's. It's a little nutty. Where did you buy this from? The Albertsons? Yeah, I made the mistake of yeah. doing that one again. Of course, yeah. You never fucking I, learn your lessons. I thought I checked this one. I swear I checked this one. Well, I guess I, guess I wrong. fucked up, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I, I, There is like a weird nutty taste to it. I think that may just be because it's old. Otherwise, uh, it's just super light. I mean, there's nothing really to write home about this. I don't know. It's fine. Okay, that's fine. 
did uh, did Raul leave a, a review for it? No. No. Okay. No. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so my uh, my neon rainbow. Uh, this is this is a really kind of boring IPA. It doesn't have a ton of flavor. Um, it's not bad. It's not piney. It's not super piney. It's just average run of the mill IPA. Nothing nothing great, but definitely drinkable. I'm gonna finish it. No issues there. Um, so with that, uh, Raul did not leave a, a a review on my on my beer either. So mm-hmm. uh, so with that, now we rank it with our world famous three point rating system. Where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain <laughs> point. So <laughs> keep you on in. Got a long podcast ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you rate your beer? Go. I don't know. It's like a one. I don't really care. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> whatever. <laughs> Never drink it again. Uninterested. Uninterested. If I was at the brewery, I would, I would give it a go. Or if I was yeah. in a bar that had it, I would give it a go. I just think, um, man, it's like Albertsons has such good deals on beer, though, sometimes. Like, we can buy a 30 block of Coors, Miller, Michelob, or Bud Light, and it's like $14 when it's on sale. Yeah, that's fucking cheap. $14 for 30 beers. That's cheaper like, than Walmart. Come on. That's che- that is cheaper than Walmart. It's stupid cheap. So it's like I'm already there, and usually we get like one of each. At the so we get like 120 beers at the big four light beers. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm already Gone here. Gone within the week. Gone within the week. I saw. I, just, I, I bought this, and I just gotta <laughs> stop doing that. Fool me once, yeah. shame on you. Fool yeah. me. You can't fool me again. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this I don't know. It's uninteresting. Uninspired. Just a one. Just a one. But you're gonna finish it. Uh, yeah, I'll finish it. You got okay, a backy yeah. here, so I'll probably drink both at the same time. Michelob Ultra Prickly Pear and no. Coors Light with Lime? No, I have a Corona Light with a Lime. Ah, even more boring. Even more boring. That's it. Ah, gosh. Okay, my uh, my my Neon Rainbow. I'm going to have to just give this a solid two. Um, it's good. And if it was like the only IPA on the menu, I'd get it again. But uh, definitely I've had more flavorful IPAs. And um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got. There's nothing really that interesting. So just a solid two out of three for me on this one. So, with that mm, being done mm, and over mm, with, mm. let's just jump into the vinyl stuffs because we got we got some good stuffs coming up. I know that you got some good vinyl that you picked up. Yeah. And I got some great stuff this week as well. So let's just jump into that and uh, and then that'll go into the, lead into the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Yeah, I'm 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 jam packed this week. I'm full of full of bangers, full of hits. <laughs> um, first two things you've already you've heard you've talked about, but James Blood Ulmer freelancing. This is uh, this is something yes. that you picked up, liked, brought to the pod. I liked. You found for me, and then bought it for me. Mm-hmm. And this is like his third album or something from from eighty one, and it's just it's better than what I heard when you brought it to the pod. Because when you brought it to the pod, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, but then then it's like every every track's kind of different. Like every he throws down just these like heavy thick blues rhythms, and then we'll immediately jump into like a jazz fusion funk thing, and it's just it's so good. And their bass player is just fucking nuts. The drummer literally just stays in his lane and supports him and the bass player. It's like yeah. this perfect band that exists to just rip up and be badass. It's and there's it's some really great shredding too, like on guitar. He does he's He's a fucking killer guitar player on this he record. Is. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard anything else outside of this one record, but 
dude, it's uh, it's pretty unreal. Really Never heard of this guy. It. Yeah, it's 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 it really is. He's he's really really good, and I I, I just like that he can go like he can genre hump hump hop Humper. so <laughs> so fast. <laughs> That was good. That was good. <laughs> drop my, drop my set, drop my Weezer seven inches on the floor too on that one. <laughs> Out of my hand. So you're so bothered. I know. Uh, by what you just said. There you go. That's great. <laughs> Lock, locked them up in my little my little forty five case. They can't go nowhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no James Blood only. I mean, the only reason why I picked up that record was because the vibrant colors on on the cover. It's just it's bright. It's just a picture of him playing live, but then there's like all this blue and green and red, and it's just caught my attention. It was like five bucks. So, yeah, for sure worth five dollars. Yeah, great stuff. Great fucking record. Um, so, what the other you? one is uh, Young MC, Stone Cold Ryman, oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, finally got around to to the second second round of it, and um, yeah, this is his first album, 1989. It bust a move. I mean, that's wildly easily his most popular song he's ever did one of the honestly, yeah. one of the greatest songs from like that pre-90s golden era of hip-hop it's um it's it's perfect it's a, it's a fantastic song I, I could hear it a thousand times i still love it his flow on it is just so it's so boisterous it's so fun it's so light-hearted and goofy but it kind of um it aged. It aged well. It didn't. It, there's a couple parts that he, some stupid things he says, but overall, like it's still, I don't know. It's still fun to sing today, and I, I yeah. don't feel embarrassed or, or nothing singing it. And it's great. But some things that I never knew about this guy was he's from London. He's from London. He moved to Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. migrated to California. Graduated from USC and got like a record contract by rapping over the phone for some executive. <laughs> Like what the fuck? It's pretty fucking sick. It is. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and then I never even knew that Flea laid down the bass part to bust a move. That's Flea playing what? bass in there. And Mario C, you know Beastie Boys fame, had a hand in mixing and engineering the album. So like this guy is huh. just set up for success on this first album that he put out. How did? I mean, at the time the Chili Peppers weren't big, but damn, that's a weird one to have Flea on it. It's, uh, it had to have been through whatever label this was produced or or gone through maybe they're on the same label or yeah. something i don't know but yeah that's that's super bizarre very weird yeah okay but everything i mean the entire album is essentially this the same vocal style on every track it was, it was just that era it's great it's good it but, is you know. it really is and the 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 press the quality of the pressing itself is fantastic it sounds great it looks it great i really so like the color good. of it too that smashed up swirl orange and like cream oh color. yeah yeah of the actual lp it looks like yeah. a well, like like a cream soda like a little cream soda candy or something like that little cream soda oh, white stripes yeah, there you go yeah white stripes and also on the song <laughs> non-stop he samples uh he samples black sabbath that 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 horn that mm-hmm. that thing mm-hmm. that was pretty cool I was like, oh wow look at this guy look at this fucking guy here this fucking guy this here. fucking guy but yeah that was that was that was good stuff that was fantastic finally please i'm telling you Every record I've gotten for them, I'm very, very happy with. I've been very happy with all everything I've gotten too. All you fucking do is complain about Bobby Please, literally, <laughs> all you do. That is it. <laughs> Nothing else. Oh shit. Oh shit. All right, what else you got? So now, um, I I got the Beach Boys, their album Holland. 
This mm-hmm. is uh, this is their nineteenth album from nineteen seventy three. God, it's so annoying. It's about halfway 19th through album their in like twelve years. Yeah, uh, I mean to be fair, like their first like six were just all a rent a, a, a redo of, of Surf and Safari or whatever surf song they fucking did, which is still great, but <laughs> whatever. This uh, this one has Blondie Chaplin and I, I he's on bass and I've talked about him before when I got their live album and how great of a bass player he is because he just he tears it up he elevates his band in a way that makes him kind of more more proggy but in like a very very pop sense because he still supports like the melodies of the wilsons but he's really really good at playing the bass and he just writes these really catchy riffs fantastic bass player in the pop realm but this one's often forgot about because it just didn't do that record it did. I mean, it did. They're the Beach Boys, though. Come on. <laughs> and this is like the. This is this yeah. is their best era. This is like their best era. This is. I don't know. This is this is post surf rock Beach Boys. You know, whatever. And this is like their mm-hmm. most chill era. It's not trying to get crazy like the Pet Sounds was, all up to like to Wild Honey. It's not as progressive rock focus as Surf's Up. It's just. It's a cool middle ground of like everything did everything they did before. You can still hear their surf rock. There's surf rock like beginnings because they'll, they'll interpolate like small little portions of like surf and safari or or help me run or something, and they'll have that same surf rock tone, but it only lasts maybe three seconds, and then they'll go back into like the Pet Sounds era, and they kind of dance mm-hmm. around everything, and I just I love it. I That's think it's neat. I think it's fantastic. I think like the complexity of of post Pet Sounds era is is like dude, Beach Boys are are beyond better than than so many bands and they're better than a lot of people give them credit for even though they get a lot of credit for pet sounds <laughs> i love so it. where did you get this where did you get this record at Just oh this is at nickels it was like six dollars oh. yeah it's, it's oh, never expensive bad. yeah it seems outside of like some copies of pet sounds i've never seen an expensive beach boys record the only they're expensive ones bucks. yeah the only expensive ones you're gonna see are like original pressings of of like Surfer Girl or Surfing USA, and then Pet Sounds, Wild Honey, and Smiley Smile. Those are the only th- other three that are really going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. Like I, did, I just bought a better copy of Smiley Smile from my collection, mm-hmm. and I paid forty for it. Whoa! Yeah, dude, you got that's man. That's Smiley Smile, Smiley wow. Smile is 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 good. It is it is easily their best. It is easily better than anything the the Beatles ever did. It is, it is unreal, I'm, unreal. Well, okay. Truly, I, I'm a big fan of Pet Sounds, <laughs> but but I there is there is there's arguments to be had at what's better, Pet Sound versus Sergeant Pepper's, but Smiley Smile, no argument, none whatsoever. <laughs> I, I know I, you've told me that you've told me to listen to it often, but I I, I know I do I, all the fucking time I do. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't just like found me a copy and given it to me. I have an extra that, copy now. Oh, oh yeah, you do. That's right. That's right. I mean, on Discogs it goes for like forty five dollars. So, oh, but I'm not. No, I'm. I'm not gonna pay. I'm not gonna pay more than ten dollars for a beach. Boy. You're never gonna. You fucking silly boy talk. You're never gonna <laughs> find smiley file, smiley smiley smile. For but, I mean, $10. I can. I can just listen to it on Spotify. There is that. You know, at least I can give it a listen on Spotify first, and then determine if I want to pay thirty, forty bucks for it. That's online. true. No, that's fine. That's fair. God, dude, that's crazy. It, this era of the Beach Boys is just so goddamn good. 
I mean, yeah, I'll have to take your word for it. Like, literally, just put out banger after banger after banger. <laughs> it's unreal. It is unreal. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you, you forked out some cash and got a good copy of it. That's what I do now. It's my... Uh, what, what pressing? Is it like an OG pressing or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Always. There's, there was an even, even like, so at, at, at Uncle Aldo's Attic, a local record shop, he had a, a specialty pressing of it for $70, and it's a, I guess it was like, it was like an original, if you were part of their fan club, when the album came out, you could get an early copy or something of the album, and so that yeah. copy of it is like a fan club exclusive, and I almost got that one, but then I saw this one for 40 and I was like, okay, well, it's the same year. Damn, you would have dropped 70 on it? I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I would. I would drive. <laughs> Plus, because because I know I can sell at least mine for if it's going forty five in discount, I can sell for thirty dollars. So, yeah, like, yeah that's true. That's true. And I got it for free. So, you know, of course you did. Of course, bit the girls. Annoying. All right. So what else you got? All right, Katie Ray for this. This is all Weezer, baby. Oh God. This oh, is gosh. all There's Weezer. So much. There's so much. At the local record shop, I remember. I bought all these on Monday. It was or Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday. I think it was. It was. It was Tuesday. It was. Tuesday. It, was it was after we had potted. Yeah. Yeah. So he had posted that like on Saturday that he got in all this Weezer stuff, but he only posted like some stuff on on the on the Instagram, and it wasn't like anything like spectacular or great. So I just like eh, whatever. I'll ignore it. So when I went there on on Tuesday, you know, three days after he posted on the Instagram, there was like half of his wall was just Weezer, and it was it was unreal. It was unbelievable. I guess some girl had brought in all of this Weezer because she needed like the money for some, he told me what it was. I can't remember, but it was kind of sad and he felt bad. Like I think he gave her more money than what he normally gives because she like was desperate for the money. And this was like literally her life's work was all of this Weezer stuff. And she had, she had seven inches that were only given out for, for members of the fan club in like the early days or like promotional giveaways from the fan club. Cause the Weezer fan club has just been like one of the best fan clubs that's ever existed on earth. As far as giving back to diehard fans, always been great. Mm-hmm. And like rivers has always had a real, like, like rivers is, was notorious in like the nineties and early two thousands for like getting into the threads and commenting on stuff under like an alias. And then oh, it would okay. later be found out that it was like Rivers, like arguing with fans online and like telling people like what's actually going on and this stuff. So like they've been really involved with the fans since almost day one. And so this girl brings in like her entire, like four different editions of Pinkerton. I think there was like three different I- editions of Blue and then every single album that they've ever done, including Black, there was Teal, there was Pacific Day. There was like three different copies of Pacific Daydream, just everything. Ugh. And I would just... But I did feel bad too. I was like, man, that sucks. Like you work so hard to to accumulate like your favorite band's discography and you give all these different pressings and then to give it all up at once. That's that's gotta be tough. That's gotta be hard. Yeah, yeah. And so then I felt Sad. more I, I felt I felt like happier buying it all because because at least it's going to somebody who's going to really, really appreciate it. And my God, it was just like it was like a feeding frenzy. I bought so many seven inches. <laughs> I bought so many albums. I bought a ten inch. I bought uh, MoFi pressing. So, so I guess I'll just I'll, I guess I'll start small and go big. Yeah, and and also you know I I got some too. So, you know I I, I have three Weezer records waiting for me. Yeah, you have the Pinkerton Two. Deluxe. Yeah, and then which, Red, 
which is the studio plus all of the B-sides, a lot of the live live stuff they did in that era, which I don't like the, the sequencing of it, but it's yeah, there. That's good. That. And then you got Red. You got the Red album. And then you have a sealed copy of Alone, which is all Rivers yes. Alone sessions that he did and then re-released on vinyl. Um, but I do have all those songs on my iPod. <laughs> Not that that makes a difference about anything, but... So yeah, now I guess uh, I'll go big and go small. So the first thing that I got was a better copy of Blue because our Blue copies is a little quiet, doesn't sound great, it's yeah. whatever's. But I got a MoFi copy of Blue and it sounds fantastic. It's a, it's a Blue variant. It looks it looks great. It sounds great, and like the last part of of the album, like the only in dreams holiday parts, like those sound the best. You get like the rich bass in only in dreams and it sounds so damn good and that last note to end blue is is that that little off key note where it's a little weird love that dude i just i can't get enough of it <laughs> i listened to so much weezer this week like it's it's been i listened to my blue mofi mofi probably like three or four times shit I, it's been like all weezer all week it's it's unreal so i got that <laughs> i got the line in the witch the line in the witch ep which is only mm-hmm. six songs, but it's still pretty long. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. Oh, oh. And it's I have, I had this one. I had this one on on CD, like when it came out. Like I bought it, and it was a cool cover, and it was like a gatefold CD cover. But it wasn't. It wasn't like a jewel case. It was one of those like. Um, oh, like the cardboard ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the I my my toy patch was like that. It was like a cardboard case. Oh the, yeah, so was uh, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. That was yeah, that yeah, was like that right, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had that on on the CDs a long time ago. I love it because it's it uh, it, it was it was in an era where Weezer was kind of in a transitional period. They had just picked up Scott, and this is uh, this was two thousand two, I believe. And they so just was picked it, up. Was it right before Maladroit, or was it after Maladroit? This was this was like right around the same time because let's see one two. Yeah, and this is right after Maladroit because they were playing songs from Maladroit. They were playing... Um, yeah, don't they play Dope Nose Dope on Nose it? and then uh, Death and Destruction. Mm-hmm. But but like the way they do things sometimes, like with, with Dope Nose, they play a little bit faster. With Death and Destruction, it sounds a little bit more jammy. And they play mm-hmm. El Scorcho. El Scorcho is a little bit faster, but they fuck up. And like in El Scorcho, he forgets the lyrics <laughs> to like the, the second verse, and he just... He's like, he kind of hums until he finally <laughs> finds his place. And it's really funny. And he doesn't miss a beat. And then he, at some point he calls out Scott for being like, like he's, he's going to win a Grammy for, for his work here because he's did so well. And, but that's, that's because Scott fucked up one of the songs and didn't quite know how to play the song. <laughs> so there's just, it's so it's, funny because like now Weezer is like a, a, a machine. Like they play so perfectly now. Like it's weird to think that they ever used to fuck up. Yeah, oh yeah, it's weird. But continue. And this was this was in uh, they recorded this in Japan too. So like the artwork is is all like a. a it's cool. I, I assume a Japanese street, and it's yeah. I don't know. It, it, was, it looks really cool, and it's really endearing to hear Weezer kind of be normal, be yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, be human and mess up. <laughs> I like that. I I would have I would have got this if you hadn't. I definitely would have picked this up if you didn't. And this is the only time it's ever been pressed on vinyl. Is, is the MoFi pressing? Uh, it's been on my want list for so long, and it's, I mean, people sell it all the time, but I never thought I'd see it in the wild. Yeah, that 
that's it's just one of those, like, what is a white elephant? Well, not a white elephant. What is it? White whale. White whale. Yeah. yeah. White elephant. What the fuck? Call me Ishmael. <laughs> Something like that. All right. So what else you got? I got the Sadine. So um, it's a 10-inch. So it's I, I guess it would be like the say it ain't so single, but it's a tenant. So the side B has no one else acoustic and Jamie acoustic. Mm-hmm. But the say it ain't so is uh, it's the remixed version of the song, which is actually like the unmixed version. The studio version originally didn't have like guitar feedback in the chorus. So if you listen to the chorus, like the dan dan yeah. in between those two parts, it's like dan and you hear like you hear like guitar yeah. feedback. Well, they took it out. To, to polish it up. And then after the record sold, you know, millions of copies, the band was like, dude, no, that, why did you fucking take it out? Put that shit back in. And so then later reissues of it had the guitar feedback put in. So this is the remix version, which is actually the unmixed version, but then it has no one else in Jamie and Jamie is such a banger of a song. And it's, it's yeah, perfect when it's played I, live. I that it's, it's acoustic and it's live. It is absolutely perfect. And the drawing of this EP, the cover of it is actually a childhood drawing rivers did for his dad, like playing soccer, he was just like drawing soccer stuff before his dad left, like left him and his mom for oh fuck decades. So it's uh, and Sadie and So dark. man, like 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 we have our neighbors and I have like perfected the Sadie and So almost in their jam sesh, <laughs> and it's just such a good jam song because mm-hmm. everybody can kind of do their thing, like everybody can kind of work it. The bass can do it's like boom boom boom. It can go up, it can go down. The guitar, you can either play just kind of like the power chords, or you can do the the actual the you can do that if you like. There's cool solos, there's cool leads. It's heavy, it's fast, it's slow. It's it's an amazing song. Sadie and So yeah, is is Sadie and So is one of those like songs that even though it's overplayed, I swear to God, I can hear that song every fucking day, and I still would never get tired of it. I think it's perfect. I agree with you. I totally do. I just looked it up on on your discogs. Yeah. I've, that's weird artwork. That's really weird. Because <laughs> like the looks the like he drew it on a it, chalkboard. Yeah, like the, is this supposed to be? Is that what it's supposed to be? I, I don't know where it was drawn. I think it was just taken as like a negative. Like he probably drew it on a piece of white plate paper, and they mm. I don't know they somehow like put the negative on, and made it black. Yeah. yeah like the weird. chorus is like the dear daddy. You know, I write you in spite of years of silence. You cleaned up, found Jesus, and talks about like drinking and. The whole song. It's a really sad song, but... Yeah, yeah. God damn, dude. Blue was so good. So good. <laughs> I know. It's fucking amazing. So then I, I mean, got... Not as good as Pinkerton, but it's, it's amazing. And then I got the 7-inch to... If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Oh, I didn't know you picked up that 7-inch. I had to. I, it was there. Oh, I had shit. to pick it up. So I have, yeah, I have I that one, which is nice. Oh, yeah. I'm the, looking at your Discogs right now. Yeah, you added it. I didn't see that you added it, though. Yeah, like it, it's it's nice because now I don't have to buy like gratitude, and it, it was way expensive. Could not believe it was that expensive. It was like forty bucks. I would have bought it, but it was like a hundred and fifty dollars. That makes no sense. That's a lot. Yeah, that's just stupid. Did uh, were there any other any, any other copies of the seven inch, or just that one? I, think, I, I would I would get the seven inch as well. I think there maybe was like a picture disc of it. I want to think. I want to say, mm, but okay. I don't remember. And we'll go back on, on yeah, Friday. We'll, we'll go on Friday, yeah. Because I will be in Arizona this weekend. Yeah. We got, a big, we got a big vinyl shopping day on Friday. Uh, we got a big concert on Saturday, too. Big concert. Huge concert. Damn. 
All right, sorry, continue. Uh, so it has the B-side. I woke up in love this morning. Great B-side. I don't know too much about it because it's a later Weezer era that I, I, it's I was a cover, not. though, from what it looks like. Yeah, that I was not like in love with. I think that's one and also the Pork and Beans one are covers. But then oh, I picked okay. up Pork and Beans. The the seven-inch <laughs> Pork and Beans, baby. You got to. Oh, that's a banger. That's a and, banger. It's, <laughs> and that's you another song, red. too. Oh, but I bought it. Well, I, I still have the option of buying it, so. Oh, no, because it's mine. I want to buy. I want to buy both Red and the Alone sessions. Like I don't know why I just didn't buy both of them and left you with nothing. <laughs> Except <laughs> my Pinkerton Deluxe. I should have bought that too. Just to spite me. Just to yeah. spite you. <laughs> but yeah, Pork and Beans is is, a, is another mm-hmm. song too that that is so poppy and it like on the surface it's it's almost like Beverly Hills esque because it's so catchy because it's so accessible, but you listen Way to better. it more than once. And you kind of get into a little bit more nuance. And Pork and Beans, yeah, dude, Pork and Beans is, is is light years better than Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is arguably the, their worst song. No, it's not that bad. Beverly Hills is worse than anything on Pacific Daydream, anything on Black, anything on See, Teal. Ugh. You're just stupid. <laughs> That's just dumb. I, wait, did you say that they had a uh, the single for Africa and Rosanna? Because I, I actually want that a lot. Really they did. Like it's like a. Um, it's it's one of those cut. You know, like they they cut them in like hearts or like stars or some shit. Oh yeah, that's, it's don't it's like cut that. it's cut into the shape of of the continent Africa. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. That, I'm, I take it back. That's that's pretty cool. It's it's so stupid that it's cool. <laughs> but I I also do if it's there. Like I also kind of want that one too. So I don't how much know what, was it? How much was he selling it for? I don't remember, but I, it, it, had, it was between. 10 and 20. Okay, that's not bad. That's really not bad. Yeah, like none of these were very expensive. Cuz I love their I love their version of Rosanna. I that song in general I think is an amazing song. Way better than Africa. I mean, I like I like I like both of them. I thought they they did both of them very well. I just don't understand why they did Teal. That was stupid. I like Teal. Dumb. It has its moments. Undercut the emotion of of both of those <laughs> covers. <laughs> All right, so what else you got? And then the last few things um, come from my 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 pick of the week. So I bought I bought the seven inch of hash pipe, and then I bought you a seven inch of hash pipe, and then I realized ah, that yes. there were different songs, and I was like, oh fuck, because these are both really really good songs. And I do, I've known, and I've I've liked I do for so fucking many years, just like decades since like Green Album came out, and I was just I was so obsessed with Weezer at this time. And I do was just one of those songs that I've loved for so long. And I just, I was like, I can't, I can't not pick this up. And the other one is Teenage Victory Song. And Teenage Victory Song should have been on green. It is such a fucking banger yeah, song. There, there's no reason why it shouldn't have been on there, especially considering the album was like 29 minutes or 30 minutes. Oh, it's it so have been on there. stupid catchy. And it's, yeah. it's, I just don't understand why Teenage Victory Song is not on, on, on the green album. But I do is um, I, I found out this week though that it's that it's a it's a it's a clear ripoff of a Billy Joel song, so much though that like people ask Rivers like, hey dude, this is a ripoff of Billy Joel, and he's like, yeah, I'm a really big Billy Joel fan, so that that's probably where that came from. So like, even like <laughs> they didn't care. like deny it or nothing. He was just like, yeah. <laughs> but like they're both they're both so different, and and I do is 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 a little bizarre of this era. Because it's just rivers. It's just rivers and a guitar. There's no there's nobody else in the band. 
So that's why yeah. I mean, obviously, that's why it's it's a B side because it's it's a little bit different than the the Green Era, and uh, I I I love both of these so much. And then the A side's Hashpipe. Like fuck me, dude, Hashpipe's so good. Yeah, you can't. I mean, that that, that song is it's a perfect song. Honestly, <laughs> Hashpipe is so <laughs> it really is a perfect good. song. Yeah, as overplays played as as it is, it's still amazing. Just like the opening it up with the. With that Mikey Wells bass side, the yeah, so chuggy, the palm it's muted. So, it's hardcore uh, kids right there. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and then and then just you know once you get into that chorus, it just like opens up. You know, just what they're playing. It just complete. The song completely opens up. I, it's it's unreal. I love it. I was I I I I've been on this high of Weezer this whole this whole week. It's been unreal. It's been crazy. <laughs> Very happy, but yeah, that, those are the two songs that I picked. Was I do and Teenage Victory song. All right, well, we could play a bit of both of them. Sound good? Yeah, whatever you want to do, kid. You don't listen to let's, either of them. So let's that's do fine. that. Oh well, I did, I did. So that's fine too. So here's a bit of uh, of I do from uh, the Weezers. Oh well, an ad's gonna play because it's on YouTube. So that's fun. Yeah. Oh gosh, ads are fun. Thank you, Redfin. All right, here we go. Weezer, I do. I do. Nah, you heard the guitar solo. I did. Yeah, the very short (laughs) guitar. I wouldn't even say it's a solo. It's just uh, the lead. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) You wouldn't shut up about it, too. You missed it. Song's like a minute long, and you skipped over 40 seconds of it. (laughs) All right, here's uh, here's the other one that Jeff was talking about. uh, Teenage Victory song from, uh, from Weezer.
everybody in the comments on this on the on the video on the YouTube video are saying like this is way better than the entire Green album. This is bullshit. Why is it not on here? <laughs> it's a banger though. It is a banger. I mean, it's not better than the entire Green album, but I will say yeah. this is this is like a top three Green album song. Yeah, yeah I'll, it definitely I'll, I'll belonged. It, it needed to be on it. it it's cool no too because when they re- when they recorded this, they needed like gang vocals. And so, like, as they recorded it, they just went outside the, the studio and it started, like, picking people out that were either waiting in line to get autographs or whatever, to, who knew Weezer was in the studio, or just random people to yeah. uh, to come in and do gang vocals. That's pretty cool. God, can yeah. you imagine being that person? <laughs> Dude, like, and this is mash you in the nads. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> so I'm going to play all night and gonna beat you right and mash you in the nads and kick you out of sight mash you <laughs> in the nads really, those are really dumb lyrics i've never heard that mash you in the nads mash you in the nads like nads it's so that's so it's 90s very early 90s. 2000s yeah very very 90s i haven't i don't or nards nards is another one nads and nards nads and nards <laughs> i think this was also a the b-side to island in the sun too so if you like this song a lot i think there might still be an island in the sun um, seven inch at Nichols. Yeah, we'll look. We'll look. I've never, never even thought about going through a seven inch collection. Hmm. It it really only makes a difference if you're getting like B sides that are nowhere pressed on on vinyl. And yeah, like I yeah, do, true. and and Teenage Victory Song are are not on vinyl at all, except for the B sides. Yeah, yeah. Damn, uh, so that's all I got, dude. That was a lot. That was a lot of Weezer. A lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of Weezer this week for you. Yeah. Oh, so good. I did. I did listen to Pinkerton, just because. I just. I felt like I needed to because I felt like I was missing out. I haven't even got touched. Oh my god! I didn't even talk about everything. Will be all right in the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I was, that was going to bring that what up. What the fuck? Yeah, I was going to put that, that up. on you... my notes. Yeah. So I let's even talk about you about it as I was listening to it. <laughs> I know. Let's talk God. about it then. Yeah, that so that's that's like your what are your faves? I mean, that was when my, I say that, like Yeah. When I say your favorite, I mean obviously Blue and Pinkerton untouchable. So it's your favorite besides Blue and Pinkerton, right? Well, no, cuz when we did the last Weezer pod, we did everything will be all right at the end on the pod. Yeah. And that was actually my my two. That that's, was ranked my, my Yeah, but you you had just like come out of a coma or something. So you were you're you're being <laughs> stupid that day because no, Blue I'm, and Pinkerton I, are top two. That's I stupid. still stand by it. I still stand by it. <sighs> Just stop. Just, <laughs> come on. People are going to unsubscribe at this point because you're just... That's fine. I don't give a fuck. Spitting blasphemy. But yeah, I got everything will be our in the end. This is... Um, I mean, I got it for like 40, but you know, I'm dropping... I kind of wish I didn't bring... I wish I had more cash. But he dropped it down <laughs> a little bit. But on discounts, it goes for like $75. And it's like a... That's insane. A, it's like a 2012 reissue, 180 gram. Sounds fantastic. It's a gatefold... It's real thick cardboard, not like that kind of like flimsy ass shit. Real thick yeah. stuff, just really good. It's good, good pressing, good quality, and I'm super happy with it. And it's a really, really good album. And it's an album that I never really gave, never really gave like a lot of a lot of uh, respect to until we kind of did on the pod, and then I, I kind of yeah came around. I was like, oh wow, this is vouching for it for years and years and years since it came out, telling you how great it is. Like, no, it's fucking stupid. You know, Getting all cocky and you know annoying about it. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. And then I'm once a, we actually did it, yeah. I'm old money. I'm I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I'm a, you know <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those guys. Oh God, it's so annoying sometimes with you. 
But it's not better than blue. That's just stupid. I think it is. That's I think it dumb. is. No, you you, so, you think you think that, but you don't. I, uh, I, because I, I have this on vinyl as well. This is like one of the early things I got when we started collecting. And I, I remember I got this off Amazon. I think I paid 22 bucks for it. And I haven't looked, but now it's, fuck. It goes, you were right. Like, it goes for a lot of money now. Do we have the same pricing? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't think so. My, my, I don't know which one I have. Mine's from 2014, so when it came out. So, yeah, I think it's an OG press. Because I, I tried to buy mine off Amazon when we did it, and oh, Amazon, yeah, like, canceled. canceled it. Yeah. And I just never, I was just upset, and I just never did it again. Yeah, <laughs> you were really pissed that they canceled it. I remember that. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Let's see if we have the same one. I'm just double-checking real quick, because the cheapest one for mine, it, after shipping, is like $105. I just I just sent you the oh, one you just that sent I have. it to me. Yeah, yeah. Let me look. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, same thing for me too. This is a this is a yeah. You and I have pressing. Yeah, you and I have the same the same pressing. Yeah, so yeah, I essentially paid one. like with with the discount and then with tax. I essentially paid like forty bucks for mine. That's still not bad. I mean, considering how much it's going for on here. Yeah. The cheapest one is a hundred and five dollars. I know. It's yeah. Fuck. That's, that's crazy. You got a great, you got a great fucking deal, honestly. Damn. All right. So, Cleopatra. Oh, I love that song. That's the best song on the record. It's not Easily the, the best, best song. song. It is not. That is the best song. That's a top. That's a top ten Weezer song. That's stupid. For sure. You're being stupid 10. right now. I've never been as stupid in my there, whole life. There are there are some low parts like that. Like Cleopatra is okay. Oh, you're but not. So I like oh. I like the song. I just don't like that part. I like when you can't become equally open to, and then like but that like can't become like that part's really cool. And then the British are coming when he says it. It's kind of annoying. Oh, okay, yeah. The British but are coming. It's just too the, whiny. The verses in Cleopatra are one of the best things Weezer has, has ever done. Dude, why do you say things that the verse? Are so oh my god, dude, the stupid. Are so good like in that your song. Your fucking brain right now. Oh my god, it is so good. I love that. I love that record. I'm gonna fucking listen to it tonight after we pod. Fuck it. You know, care. like, you know, like back when like George Bush was president, and he would say the <laughs> dumbest shit, and the whole world would like lose their minds and be like, "How could somebody be so fucking stupid and say that?" That's what I feel like. <laughs> Everything that comes out of your fucking mouth is just so stupid. Well, you're wrong. Fool me you'll one, learn, like, you'll learn dude, one it's day. It's just unbelievable. You'll you'll get past this like this weird attachment that you and some other people have with blue, and realize that this record is better than blue. It's not. You'll get better there. You'll blue. get there someday. It's not better. You'll get than there blue. someday because you it's for not. years you said for years you said this record's stupid, it's dumb, it's whatever, and then now you love it, but you'll get there. You, you'll eventually because for a long time too, I, I was I was in your boat too. I thought okay, nothing could be better than Pinkerton and Blue, but you know. Times change and records get better, and this is one of those records. Yeah, I mean, it, it got better because Weezer's got worse. That's why it got better. <laughs> oh man, killer record, man, killer, killer record. So, is that all you got for the vinyls? No more hidden, hidden, uh, hidden records for you? No, that's it. Just got a lot of Weezer. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to get my Weezer on Thursday. So I really don't want to give them to you, honestly. Like I'm, I, I know really, you don't. I really don't want to give them to you. <laughs> I know you don't, but like you are I, going to. I have to, but I don't want to. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Vince Vaughn. 
I'll make you a bicycle. I don't want to make you a bicycle, but I'll make you a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> why? Why are you yelling at me? Why? Why? Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> then, then we got to fit in wedding crashers too. Oh gosh, we'll, we'll fit it in on Thursday night. I, we'll have enough time on Thursday night to watch it. <laughs> oh fuck, it's so good, so good. All right. Uh, so vinyl for me, I got some really good stuff this week. So buckle up, buddy, buckle up. Uh, this first thing here, I got kind of wild on Amazon earlier this week because they just had like a lot of, like a lot of stuff discounted. So I just I went kind of crazy. I know. It's too enticing. I dude, I know. So I got um, I got Dr. Dre's 2001. Oh damn! Second record from November 1999. It was like 20 bucks. So. Yeah, I don't know why it was wow. so cheap on Amazon. How I much don't was know it? Twenty bucks? It was twenty bucks on Amazon. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I couldn't. I could not believe it. Yeah, and it's it's a double. It's the double LP. It's full on, and it, it sounds just as good as my Chronic. Like it, it's 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 so fucking good, and I I, I still can't believe how cheap it was because every time I've seen it at any record store, it's at least thirty five dollars. I bought my so, used for twenty five. It's where'd you get yours from, Grace? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But and then I was reading what people were saying in the in the Amazon review, like this pressing shit. That's it's all it's it, there's so much uh, surface noise, you know. It this this and that, and mine mine played flawlessly. No surface noise, completely clean, very bassy where it needs to be bassy. It was dynamically, it sounded great, just like my Chronic does. So bunch of dummies. Yeah, so I have no idea. But then I did see a couple comments like from the last two months saying how good the pressing is. So I think maybe it was a run that they had done a couple of years ago that people were complaining about because some of the more recent ones in the last few months were saying it was a good pressing. So I lucked out on that one. Have you logged into Discog yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm going to look and see if you have the same one. Okay. I guess I'll we'll be upset. Could. Yep, we sure do. <laughs> That's whatever cool. though whatever you i mean come on it's not that big of a difference and i mean 20 dollars with tax so like it was like 2250 so so i paid more that. for a used copy correct but you don't even like new copies so what does it matter that is true all you do is talk shit on new copies of stuff but for 20 bucks come on 20 bucks for any kind of like iconic hip-hop album is just a no-brainer yeah it's i, I was very very shocked so i picked that one up instantly damn like there's everything that all the ones that are being sold right now are 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 minimum twenty eight dollars or more, over thirty with tax. Twenty dollars is insane. I'm telling that I that's why I'm telling you I I bought a bunch of records because they were like five dollars ten dollars off. Dude, Amazon's like like, off. like cutting the competition of all like brick and mortar stores here. Ooh. <laughs> I feel bad I buying know. through them now. I've always felt kind of bad. It's fucked up. It is, but whatever. Bit. Whatever. What are you gonna do? Just buy more records. Uh, this next one here is a pre-order. I actually just got it today. Got it in the mail today. Uh, it's Ghost, the band Ghost. Their fifth record just came out this last Friday on March 11th. It's called Impera. Impera. I don't know how to pronounce it. Whatever. Uh, I picked this one up off of the Revolver website because they they usually have really good exclusives. Uh, even though they're kind of I don't like them, they have good exclusives. And uh, yeah, I picked up. This is thousand thousand copies of this were pressed, sold out now. It's like a red 
it's a red like smoky red or something like that trans kind of translucent and uh yeah it's super rad and i waited this is the first time jeff i've waited to listen to a record on finally vinyl. how much did you want this though i i the one song that i had heard prior i thought it was okay but I, but then i thought okay <laughs> that's kind of how i felt about the last record i didn't really like that first single at first but then i loved the last record a lot so okay. i thought right. i'll give it a chance if i hate it the worst thing I could do, I'll sell it at cost, you know, the worst, worst case scenario. But this record, I I think production wise, it's way better than the last record. It just sonically, it sounds so much better. The songs are all there, the the catchiness. And this, uh, this album is like the heavy, I think this is the heaviest thing they've done since possibly their second or first record. There's a lot of like, I don't want to say thrash parts on it, but just a, some good chugging and some good Metallica kind of riffs going on mixed with the, the melody, the vocal melodies. And it's, this is a solid record and it comes with like a 28, a, the 28 page booklet, like a full 12 inch booklet with all the lyrics and just like this amazing artwork. Like I'm very, 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 very pleased with this. The whole, mm. the whole presentation of it is amazing. It, it truly is amazing. I, I mean, I paid $26 for this. And for what I got out of it, this they could have sold this record for probably forty five, considering that that huge booklet that came with it, and the record itself, and all that kind of stuff. This is like, I, I was very booklets. very, yeah. No, this is you'd be impressed by this, because it wasn't just a booklet with the lyrics. Like every single or every other page that didn't have the lyrics on it had a full a full twelve inch, like painting essentially, and. And it's just, it was, it's so detailed and so busy looking. It's, fuck, man. I, I'm nothing but happy about this. Were so. you happy you waited? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Does it make it's it more, great, more enjoyable, a little more exciting? It does. It really does. And, but I want to do it, I want to do it with a band I, I, I really, really, really like, but I don't we know. were just, we were just talking about patience too. Like you were just, know, you were just like, you were like, being condescending to me for for not <laughs> having the patience of of watching an episode a week for the the Magic Johnson thing. Yeah, there you are. You but fucking... I waited for this one. I waited. Yeah, but you weren't like chomping at the bit to listening to it. I'm gonna wait for. The... I have one record left on pre order. What's that, that one? Animals as leaders, and it comes uh-huh. out later this month. So it should be shipping out with like in the next week, week and a half. It should let's hope. Um, but it's not being sent through a revolver, so that's a good sign. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to wait on that one too. I'm not going to listen to anything. I haven't listened. I didn't even listen to the singles that they put out yet. So yeah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on that one. I'm actually more excited for that one than I was for ghost because damn. And they, because I have three animals as leaders records and they just sound just, they sound so fucking amazing. They sound so good. So I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Um, so yeah, Got the ghost record. Go check it out. Impera. Impera. Whatever however you pronounce it. Uh, this next one I picked up from a local record shop called White Rabbit. I go there I go there once every couple of weeks. Uh, the guy Tracy there, he's super rad. And um, I didn't go too crazy there, but I got some, some, some good stuff. And this is one of those things. It's uh, Smashing Pumpkins. I picked up a, a bootleg of theirs called Dancing in the Moonlight, which is actually a a cover of uh I think it's a, yeah it's an Allison Chains song that they did back in the 90s mid 90s but uh but this is just one LP uh 
it's from it's taken from two different concerts, uh, but they're both acoustic shows. So the first half is from uh, from a show they did in 1993 uh, in the Netherlands, and then on side B is a show they did in Milwaukee in 1991. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It it's I didn't know it was going to be acoustic, but I'm very happy it was. <laughs> so it, it it's really good. the The Netherlands one is much better quality. I mean, it is a bootleg, so you're gonna they're, you're gonna miss out on some things, but overall, it, it's a really solid bootleg. And I kind of looked it up before I bought it, and it, it a lot of people really liked it. So I picked That's it up, good. and it's it's killer. I mean, they have a lot of bootlegs out there, and um, yeah. So I'm just I'm on the lookout for more live bootlegs of theirs because the rest of their studio stuff that they have out is way too fucking expensive, way way too expensive. I still don't understand why. <laughs> Just like I don't understand why you like Grateful Dead. Mm. Don't get it. Don't get it. Uh, and uh, this next one I, I also picked up from White Rabbit. Uh, it's No Doubt. No Doubt's No Doubt. First record from 1992. Uh, if you like Ska, if you like No Doubt, you're going to love this. This is, it's, it's, this is the perfect record. This and Tragic Kingdom, perfect stuff right here. So do you have <laughs> this one? You have this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I I've, so I, got I this mean one. I I've never seen it in the wild. I saw I only saw it one time, and so I bought it that one time I saw it, and it was new. But yeah, mine mine care. was sealed as well. Yeah. I I because I used to see it all the time in the wild, and then all of a sudden it just stopped appearing, and then I was like kicking myself that I never got it. But then now I've seen I've been seeing it pop up more and more. So like I'm not gonna miss it this time. So I just picked it up at White Rabbit this week. Mm. Uh, let's see here. What else did I get? Uh, oh, this one. Oh. This was a big one for me. This is a big one for me because I never in a million years think thought that I would see this in the wild. Uh but you laughed at me when it, when I sent you the the picture of it. Uh it's Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13. Oh, yeah. The record <laughs> Night of the Living Drag Queens. So I was just I actually had just gotten back from White Rabbit and and I was I was you know on my computer and then I was on Instagram and then Porta Sound was like showing what they were just putting out for the day. And uh, and I I was like okay they put out Mars Volta they did this like a lot, they put out a lot of good stuff and like fuck I I have it already and then like halfway through her going through it I saw this record I'm like no way no way I had to like <laughs> rewind it just to make sure it was it and sure as shit it was it was this record I've been, it's been on my want list for since we started collecting it's always like eighty to one hundred twenty dollars and uh, yeah and this was thirty bucks thirty bucks brand new sealed limited to five hundred copies on a really cool um, green variant. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally stoked on this one. Totally stoked. This is the album we did on the podcast like maybe a year ago. I remember. <laughs> that, was, that was something. Oh man, you have no idea. I gasped. I went, I gasped. I went, holy fuck. <laughs> when I saw it on Instagram, I could not believe it. I was just so taken aback. And I immediately, I, I got up. You know, I changed clothes and I immediately took off. Like I was, I was out of the house within probably two minutes after I saw this on Instagram, <laughs> and then I drove all the way out to fucking Costa Mesa. You know, it, it took me like thirty-five minutes to get there. It took me over an hour to get home. Oh, uh, dude, it was traffic. So annoying. Yeah, because yeah, you know the fucking four hundred five and the fifty-five all the way home. Trash. Fucking, yeah, and it was at because when I saw it, it was like three o'clock. It was like three o'clock when I saw it, so I got there at like three forty-five or something. So by the time I left, it was around five o'clock, and yeah, the Ugh. fucking freeway was a fucking mess. 
but it was worth it. It was worth it because I got I got more than just this record. I also picked up this next one uh, from Primus, their uh, their ninth record, the Desaturating Seven. This came out in uh, September 2017. We've talked about this on the pod before. Uh, you know when we ranked the Primus records and and also when this record came out because we were actually doing the pod at the time. And this is their their second concept record, and the last record they they officially put out. And uh, it's it's based off of a children's book called The Rainbow Goblins. I don't know if you remember us talking about that, <laughs> but no. uh, it was it was some like children's story that Les Claypool used to read to his kids when they were growing up. And he he's always thought how cool it would be to write a soundtrack to this children's story. And so he brought the idea to the band, and they they all thought it was a cool idea. So then they wrote this album <laughs> based off of the book. And uh, it has, just has really cool artwork, and the, the the music itself is just, it's really awesome. It's really, really, really good. So, picked that one up. It was actually very cheap at Board of Sound, too, which I was surprised. Under 20 bucks, so can't complain okay. there. Okay. And uh, so I got that one, and then uh, this one I also go, oh, also go. Also go. Also got from, uh, from Amazon. This is the cheapest I've actually ever seen it. Uh, on Discogs, it usually goes between like 50 and like $150. But I got it on Amazon for like thirty-two, and it's uh, it's Slipknot, their record, the Gray Chapter. So this is the fifth record they put out in October twenty fourteen. This is the first record they did without Paul Gray and Joey Jordison, and uh, and yeah, I mean I've always really liked this record a lot. A lot of people have issues with it because of Joey not being in the band, which I understand, but uh, it's still a solid solid record. And I've been on the lookout for this for a while because I've never really seen it cheap. And uh, I'm glad I got it. And it sounds fucking awesome. It's two LPs. And this album hits fucking hard. I haven't listened to it in a long time. But man, some of these songs are fast there. Some of the fastest stuff that Slipknot's ever done has been on this record. So good stuff. How many good, good stuff. What? How many Slipknots do you have now? I have I have self-titled, volume three, this one, and then We Are Not Your Kind. So I got four. So now I just need the bootleg of mate feed kill repeat and then Iowa and I need all hope is gone. Iowa. But all hope is gone goes for like at least 150 bucks. Mm. Yeah. So that, that's a real shame. Hope cro- I have my fingers crossed. They're going to repress it, but it looks know. like, it looks like I have a couple songs from on my, on my playlist here. I've, I've AOV and skeptic. Oh, those are good songs. When we did when we did Slipknot, I liked those songs a lot, so I put them on my playlist. So those are like the, what, some of the faster songs on the record, faster, more that. aggressive songs. Because I do like really I do like Slipknot's slower stuff too, right? Remember? Yeah. Dead yeah, memories, which makes no sense. That's like some so stone, good. Sh- stone sour <laughs> shit. That's like to me. That's like one of their worst songs. <laughs> Dead memories is like one of their worst. Bottom <laughs> ten for sure. Instant playlist. I don't get it, man. I don't understand that. It, it's just like the the fucking AFI song, Heart Stops. Like, out of all the songs on Burials, you like oh, Heart God, Stops. That song is so I mean, good. It's a good song, but God damn, man, it is far from the best on that arc, on that record. It makes no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got two things left. Keeping it in the new metal realm. Uh, I got a little tipsy earlier this week, and I got a little wild. There we go. And uh, and I bought uh, Incubus. Their third record, Make Yourself, got that one. So now my Incubus is complete. I'm good. I need nothing. Unless they come out with Fungus Among Us, they ever decide to press that, I'm good. And um, I will say, though, this uh, it starts off great. It sounds really great. 
And then as you get more into the record, I was thinking like, why does it sound not staticky, but just kind of blown out a little bit? And then I was reading more about the pressing and, and a lot of people are, were saying that as you get closer to the center of each LP, of each side of the record, it uh, the, the grooves get closer together so it gets muddled. And that's the reason for like that blowout sound. But everyone was saying like, it sounds so good. Like the first two songs on each side sound great. But after those first two songs on each side, the quality dimin- diminishes pretty quickly. I've, so that, that's that weird. Yeah, I've never heard that. But yeah, they were saying it's because the grooves are, are closer together. And it's a double yeah. LP? It's a double LP, yeah. Why would you not just, just space them out better? I don't know. I like don't you're know. Ar- you already have two records. Like just That's, that's bizarre. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't to the point where it sounded terrible, but you can he- you can hear the difference from the beginning to the last song on each side. You could definitely hear the difference. Still this, good. This though. is this is where we're at now. This is this, this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but damn, they're they're. I always forget how great some of these songs are in here. Like the the opening song, "Privilege." What a cool song! Like the way that that Kilmore scratches on that song is just so so perfect and this is the first record he did with the band too he had just joined re- right before they recorded this record but man he added a lot of cool stuff to this album so uh yeah it's got that one and then the final one here this is <laughs> one that you and i missed out on on the rolling rex website uh like a month ago for no and reason uh, just pure laziness yeah we just we forgot we're not gonna make that mistake this friday though no that's we're not no, gonna make that same mistake no, no. Uh, so, but this is a bootleg copy of Limp Biscuits three dollar bill, y'all. Their first record from July nineteen ninety seven. This is my favorite Limp Biscuit record, and I was super bummed that I, we missed out on it. Uh, so I've been kind of monitoring it on 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 Discogs and eBay and everything. And I, like I said, I was a little bit tipsy, and I just thought, you know, at this rate, looking at how Limp Biscuit has been since we started collecting a few couple years ago, it just goes up. It never goes down. Yeah. So I just was like, fuck it, and I just bought it. And uh, yeah, so I got it this week, and it's it's a double LP. It's it's a really cool bright red. It matches the, the, the jacket perfectly. It's a gatefold jacket. The only thing I don't like about it, I really don't like about it, is when you open the gatefold, it has, picture, it has like three pictures of the band, but they're all from different eras of the band. <laughs> so you have like one from like the $3 bill era, then you have one from the Chocolate Starfish, and then you have one from the Gold Cobra era. You have you have some other bootleg too that's like that, don't you? Yeah, my uh, my sing the sorrow AFI sing the sorrow. That's right. It it's that is a perfect bootleg, outside of the one picture they took a picture from the Crash Love era and put it in there, but otherwise it's so identical weird. to the it's identical to the original, the AFI bootleg is. But uh, but yeah, this Limp Bizkit one. So you have those three pictures, and then it tells like a history of the band. That's kind of cool. It is. It started off cool, but then it it gets weird, and then it just like kind of talks about West Portland a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really weird. It was really weird. So that's my only issue with it. Otherwise, I mean, it's a really good sounding bootleg. And considering you know this how kind of the way they recorded this record with Ross Robinson back in the day, you're I don't feel like you're ever gonna like hear a true high fidelity, you know dynamic record of this so i think it sounds i think it sounds really good so i have no issues with it but um with that being said i'm gonna play my favorite limp biscuit song which is off this record and it's uh it's the song leech so uh so here it is from limp biscuit (laughs) 
There you go. Leech from Limp Bizkit. Their best song. I know you don't agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's their best song? This is my favorite. This is my favorite song. That's just, okay. That's dumb. But you, you like the song, though, right? It's... No, it's 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 fantastic. It's a perfect song. It's it's it it's what makes Limp Biscuit better than people always don't give them credit for. It's 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 rushed, it's panicked, but it's tight. Yeah. And, and yeah. Everyone's everyone's just kind of like rushing to get everything, especially Fred. Dude, Fred's just like throwing things out as fast as possible, making barfing <laughs> noises essentially when he screams sometimes. <laughs> that Ugh! Yeah, <laughs> you hear like heaving. the shotgun. Hear the shotgun, you know, cocking, and then he just yeah. screams. It's so good. It's just, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's a great album. It's fantastic. It's not their best song yeah. though. Uh, okay, all right, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Behind blue, as long as you like the song. song, as long as you like it. And I, I've, I, I'll say it again. I've said it for years and years and years. Fred Durst has one of the best, if not the best, scream in rock music. His scream it's is good. perfect. It's so he has, fucking good. It's a good like like clean scream with a hint of dry heave. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. And he still uses it. Like he can still scream really well. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so frustrating and annoying that he doesn't do it more, but it's fine. It's fine. Damn, dude, Limp Biscuit is so fucking good. I just want a box set. Give me a box set. I know. Do you want me to br- oh, do you want to bring this record out? I do want you to bring this record out. I'll bring I want you to out. leave it. Well, that's not gonna happen. This is my baby. It. You never this know. This is my baby. But okay, yeah, that, that's all I got for the vinyls. Uh, you got anything else on the biscuit or vinyl? Uh, or anything? No, that was it. No, that's it. That's it. No. That's it. Okay, so let's uh, let's jump into some new music that's come out this week. Uh, the first thing here is Brandon Boyd, the singer from Incubus. He put out uh, a new album called Echoes and Cocoons. I haven't listened to it because the one single I heard it was fucking terrible. So I just haven't got around to listening to it. And I'm sure you haven't listened to it either. No. Right? Do you still have that, that Brandon Boy that you bought that you didn't like? Yeah, the Wild Trapeze. Yeah, his first solo record. Is it still going for a lot? Yeah, I think it's going for like 70 bucks. I paid $22 for it. Crazy. It came out. Or when they pressed it last. The only time they pressed it. Um, but yeah. So get into that if you're into Incubus. Um, and you liked his first solo record. Get into this, I guess. Whatever. Okay. Uh, the next thing here, Ghost, like we already talked about, they put out a new record, so I'm not going to go bu- go talk about that anymore, because we already did. Uh, oh, shit, I just burped. Do you want to play any of these songs that we have listed? New songs? No. I mean, I like some of them, but no, I don't really care that much, no. All right. That's fine with me. I won't play them either. Uh, we'll just talk about them. So the first thing here is uh, Ramstein. Ramstein. How, how are you pronounced the, their stupid name? They put out a new <laughs> song called Zeit. Uh, this is coming off of their their new album that's coming out April 29th, and uh, this this song was really cool. I I mean they never really? do wrong, they never do wrong. That's 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 the thing though. Like this is like a five and a half minute song, and it, like I knew when it was gonna drop, but it never dropped yeah. too heavy. It was like it was like it was just like middle ground Ramstein drop. It was never crazy, never really sped up, never really did anything. It was just it was okay. It wasn't a bad but, song at all, but it was. It, it was pleasant. It was pleasant to listen to. The artwork was fucking dope. Like I love yeah. that artwork. Did that you watch was the really cool? Did you watch the music video? I didn't even know they had a music video. Well, I I linked the music video. I didn't oh. link the Spotify. I oh, linked I just, the music. I, I linked the YouTube. Oh, okay, I linked the YouTube intentionally for you to watch the video. Oh man, was it a good but video? Man, dude, the video was like 
it was like a fucking movie, man. The the cinematography in it was unreal. Like I really thought I was watching some, you know, billion dollar budget movie. Did it look like the artwork? Like did it was like that? Uh, was yeah, that part of it uh, yeah. It, the yeah, the, that character that's on the artwork is in the music video, but there's way more to the music video. Of course, it has like its shocking moments. You know, she was like a, like a baby being born out of a vagina and shit. <laughs> but but I mean, it was just a really. I don't say I don't say many kind things about music videos, but this is I thought this was a really really well made music video. The story, like, it was really cool. It was really really fucking cool. I wish you would watch it. Damn it! I guess I should have watched the video. Fucking I usually just that, just look at them why, and, then, uh, and then do it on Spotify. That I specifically linked the the YouTube because I wanted you to watch. I should have written it down though. Whatever though. Well, now I know. Whatever though. Now Whatever. I know. Uh, so yeah, get into that. I, I'm not gonna pre-order the vinyl because. I don't. I don't need a special copy of it. I'll just wait till it comes out in the record store after I listen to it. Because I may. I may not want to buy it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh. So this next thing here is uh, Max Bemis, the singer from Say Anything. But this is not. The song is not under his name. It's like Maxis Mental or something. Maxim Mental. Yeah. Was not what? It, okay. Yeah. So this is a song called Evermore, and the Grammy goes to. Did you like this? Yeah, loved it. It's great. Really. Yeah, it's fantastic. Dude, it was terrible. Okay. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> but um I mean it was just it's it's electronic. It's it's just he, he It's like trap beat electronic. And, it's... Yeah, it's supposed to be goofy and, and this whole thing that's coming out is is kind of like uh I, I think like his wife after the birth of their kid was going through a lot of like postpartum depression and he wrote all of this as as he was dealing with her dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of like contrast. And he's kind of like, he's supposed there's going to be a lot of like upbeat electronic stuff mixed with, you know, some of his more complex esoteric lyrics. And I, I like this a lot. I love Max Beamitz. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I know. And he's, that, he's amazing. Say Anything is a band that I just don't, I don't get, man. I like a couple of the songs, but uh, it's just not for me. People love him, though. People love him, not just People you. People love him. Annie loves him. I don't get it. Kevin loves them. I don't get it. Those are great. He's great. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. But the the trap beat was the thing that like threw me off. It just it sounds so weird in this kind of song and it's extremely electronic. It was not I wasn't yeah. expecting it at all. I think he's going for like that that like aggressive contrast to where it just sounds weird, like a sort of uh, bipolar thing. Like the like yeah. one minute's weird and the next second it's it sounds great and I think he's just trying to throw you off. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, when it came on, I thought, oh, you linked the wrong song. And then I looked at the the artist. I'm like, oh, you definitely linked the wrong song. And then I heard the voice and I thought, okay, I get it now. I get it now. He's trying to be different. Trying to be different. Well, he's he's done this before and with Say Anything. (laughs) Like the song that that Tom DeLonge guest stars on. There's some electronic stuff in the beginning of that one. That song's so good. It's a good one. It's not that good. Oh, my God. The only time Tom has ever done anything like a guest a guest vocal on any song, it's with fucking Max Bemis. It's like, come on, dude. And that's, you guys I have mean, the two most annoying voices in music. Oh, just didn't work. <laughs> Did not work. <sighs> but uh, yeah, so this next thing here comes from another high pitched singer, uh, and that's Coheed and Cambria. Uh, they put out a new song called The Liars Club. I don't know. I don't know why we. I keep putting on Coheed. It all. It's it's all good, but it's all kind of the same. 
Uh, yeah, this, I mean, it, right? if you took his vocals out of this, you may would never you you might not ever know this was Coheed. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's just the vocals and like they've they've released a lot of albums post like the Good Apollo on Burning, so I I, but I only really know those first four, so I don't I don't I don't know I'm not too in touch with that with the band afterwards, but mm-hmm. I don't know I, I, everything I've heard is just. It's not bad. It's just like okay, like Ramstein. I think it's something. It's not bad. I think it's something you have to to listen to in its entirety, like the album in t- in its entirety, to really get it. Because they're very a con- they're a very conceptual band. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we got we got two new songs left. It's been a busy week, honestly. And uh, this next one comes from uh, a band called Samurai, and the song is called Archangel. Did you like this song? Um, it was okay. Okay. Do you you know, know it was fine. You should know the story behind this because we have talked about this band before. Have we? Yeah. Do you okay? So you obviously don't remember the story. So this band Samurai is actually the band Refused. And the Samurai band is the band that's used in that the game Cyberpunk. Oh, Cyberpunk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Samurai is 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 a band in that game, but it is actually Refused. Oh, and they've essentially makes, done like okay, a full sense. album. Yeah, they've actually done like I think almost a full album of music under the Samurai name for the game. That's so funny. This is a new one. I now have a hat from uh, Donnie who who works for Rocks or not works for Rockstar, but promotes for Rockstar. He gave me a hat with the Samurai logo, not this logo on the cover of this single, but like the face with the flames on it. Oh, yeah. So I have a hat that has like the Samurai logo on it, <laughs> which is funny because I wear it. I wear it now. Cause I'm a cool guy. <laughs> But honestly, the song was uh, the song was okay. This 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 song reminded me of like like a post hardcore or a punk band or any band that just wants to do something safe. Okay, and that's what Make, it sounded like. I understand that. It's been a lot of modern refuse since they reformed. It's a very safe version of what they were doing in the nineties. Yeah, it's uh, fine. It wasn't bad. It was safe. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. And then this last thing here is another new song from the new Red Hot Chili Peppers record called Poster Child. And man, dude, this song just sounds like it could be looped. Like it's like so, six minutes long. I didn't hate like the other one that, that yeah, we this talked is much about. Better. Yeah, this one is much better, but it's still kind of like. This one, I hate. I hate this song. Really? I fucking hate this song. I thought it was better than the last one. And I'm not even like, I don't pretend to hate Keatus as much as, as you or, or other people do. I really don't. I, I think he's fine <laughs> most of the time. But fuck, this is probably the most annoying I've ever, I've ever been with him. It was just <laughs> like his little like those things were just I I I couldn't I couldn't even do it. It was so annoying. This song fucking sucks. This song is trash. And then Flea comes in with his bass line and say, "Okay, I, I get it, dude. You've you've been a fantastic bass player for decades, but this is boring. This is lame, <laughs> even by your standards. Come on, this was this was awful. Uh, this was an awful song." We should we should do this album on the pod when it comes out. Like not not even rank the Chili Peppers records because I'm not going to listen to all their records again. I'm not going to put myself through that. But I think we should we should definitely do this record when it comes out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm down. I'm down because then we can it'd just tear fun. it apart. Yeah, it'd be fun. And it's been a while since we've done a record solely for the purpose of just tearing it apart. I know it's been a long time since since we've very done. long. Oh, shit. Okay, so th- that's all we got for new music. Uh, some other things happening in the music world. Uh, Weezer, uh, they're putting out an EP called Seasons Spring uh, on March 20th. To That's the first day of spring. And so what they're doing is, Rivers talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we've talked about it on the pod briefly. 
uh, Rivers wants to put out an EP based on every season uh, for this year, and that's what he's going to do. So first one comes out March 20th. The first song from it comes out on the 16th. So probably by the time this episode comes out, that new song should be out. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of stoked on this. And people are like, oh, is there going to be a vinyl? And it's just like, dude, if this was literally just announced, like in the record label didn't know about it, you're not going to get vinyl for another year. Yeah. So it's just not going to happen. Uh, anytime soon, at least. But I'm I'm kind of excited for it. I'm I'm always down to listen to to new Weezer. So. I'm very excited. I'm excited because they're not full length albums or they're EPs, so they're gonna spend a little more time on it. And we're not gonna get four Pacific Daydreams or four Black albums or four White albums. So <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that that they're gonna hone it in a little bit a little bit harder. Yeah, and I hope they all kind of sound. I hope they all sound different from one another. I'm I'm hoping for something like like uh. uh Fucking what's was the thrice one? Uh, uh, Alchemy the, index. Alchemy index. Yeah, I'm hoping for yeah. something like that. I, I saw people on 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 uh, on Weezer's Twitter a couple of days ago saying, "Oh, they're just copying thrice and the Alchemy index." Like, yeah, well, they I mean, take notes from thrice, which is like okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's been I'm sure it's been it's, done before. Yeah, and it, it's I mean yeah, it's not a not a new concept. And also that record came out fucking 15 years ago, so. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple things left. Uh, for any anybody out there who is a fan of Deftones, uh, you might be kind of sad about this, but uh, Sergio Vega, the bass player of the last 12 or 13 years or so, uh, he has left the band. He's no longer with Deftones. Come to find out, you know, it was over contract issues, and apparently he was never a full-time member. He was just kind of a hired gun, and, you know, some people are, are upset about that. Some people who don't like Deftones, like you and Skip. Yeah. Um, have talked shit on the band. Yeah, and uh, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Just because you don't like the band, it's just not fair. He actually put like to... put the Deftones into perspective in a in a very a very funny okay, way. There we go. And it's okay, here we go. It's he said that the Deftones are are essentially just jocks disguising themselves as like edgy scene kids. <laughs> I thought that was so money because <laughs> it's not though. It's so it's money, not at all. Oh my god, Deftones are are. Fuck man, I just I wish they would just go away forever. You get, you and Skip are just insane. Like it makes no sense. There's no there's no basis for the all for this hatred. Because there's no substance to the band. Like what you Ugh. see is what you get. Aside from adrenaline, outside that is boring. You're out of control, man. You're out of control. But any anyway, yeah it 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 is a little weird that they just kind of let him go. But whatever, it's that's business. It's business for you. I, I, they haven't announced who's going to be replacing him on base, but you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, last thing here, Tony Hawk put out Hawk. A, uh, a documentary, or he's going to be putting out a documentary on HBO Max uh, coming out. I think later this month, right? Later this March, yeah, or maybe early April. Very but soon. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a kind of story of his career from what it looks like. It was a cool trailer. I mean, it was kind of a cheesy trailer, but you know. I'm down to watch it. I'm actually very interested in watching it. I think his career is very, very fascinating, and it's Tony Hawk. He's the greatest of all time. Like, yeah. you can't even argue that. What he's what he's done for skateboarding is unreal. So, I mean, this is not like the first doc that's come out that kind of I don't know talked about Tony Hawk by any means. There's been a lot of things, but yeah. I, think, I think this is. I, I think he has like more to do with this one. I would I would think he just broke his leg too. Like, he broke his femur. Yeah. 
the biggest bone in your body. That it's, the, it's literally the <laughs> hardest bone to break. It's Ugh. the hardest bone to break in your fucking body, and he breaks his femur. God, he's, so he's, he's still he's still going hard. Yeah, so and I he's like already uh, like walking around with a with you know support. But I mean, a lot of people, especially people at his age, who break their femur, they're not even gonna try to get out of bed. Like yeah. I saw people younger than when I used to be in EMT. I saw people younger than him, fucking, you know, in bed and refusing to get out of bed. But this dude is fucking walking up and down halls and shit. With a broken femur, so yeah, he's in his fifties awesome. now, and it's, he's not yeah. just like a fifty-year-old man. He's a fifty-year-old man that has broken so many bones and torn ligaments and just been beaten to shit for yeah almost fifty years. I know. So he's probably got the body of like an eighty-year-old. Yeah, but I, and I remember. I, mean, I remember growing it. up too. I don't know if you ever thought this way, but I, I remember growing up and always seeing him and thinking how dorky he was because he always wore pads. Yeah. Like, he's the only skater who wears all those pads. But it's just like, he's the smartest one of them all. Like, that's, I think that's a big reason why his career lasted for so long because he did take protection when he needed to, or did wear protection when he needed to. Yeah. But yeah, growing up, man, I thought he was the biggest fucking dork. No, and you're right. But like, he was the only one. I mean, essentially, him and Matt Hoffman were the only two professional, like, X Games athletes that would. That would go for air. That would go higher and, and farther yeah. and bigger. Like even like Bob Burnquist would wouldn't go as high as Tony Hawk was trying to go. True. And I mean, this it's wearing the pads. Like yeah, I thought it was dorky, but when I seen Tony Hawk, you know, twenty five feet above a of half pipe, I'm like fuck. Yeah, doing a nine hundred, you know. Jesus, that's <laughs> fucking high. I know, and I I heard him. I mean, I've always liked him, but I heard him on a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, on Howie Mandel's podcast. I know I, it's weird. I listen to Howie Mandel's podcast, but I, he was on it, and dude, the guy is—he seems so humble and just so kind, just a nice fucking guy. And he—he he, and they were just like talking about his career and his life and shit, and he—it was just—it was so fucking. He's such an in- interesting guy, and what he created. He talks about like how he how many tricks he actually created like shit shit that was never even thought of prior to Tony Hawk making, making up these tricks and then naming them. He's like, yeah, he's talking about like he made up like the stink fish and how he's like, well, how, where did the name come from? He's like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So I just named it that. And then come then, you know, that's like a huge fucking trick now or it has been since he created it. Stale fish or stale fish. Yeah. yeah. Stink fish. Yeah. Stale fish. Yeah, dude, Tony Hawk was was doing these type of tricks in an era where everyone was still kind of like, like like the Peralta and the Z Boys and stuff. Like they were they were a, a different kind of group. Whereas Tony Hawk was like ridiculed for what he was trying to do. Yeah, and but like that progressive sport that that made skating better, bigger, worldwide. <laughs> it's insane. It is. It's and, fucking nuts, man. And he was talking about too how he didn't start making money until. Uh, to like 1995 or 1996, like he was fucking broke. He made he was just like he was going out to like local malls and just doing little exhibitions, just to get any sort of exposure. Because he said when he was like a teenager, he was getting sponsorships because that was like the end of like that era of skateboarding. But he was saying like at the end of the 80s and early 90s, he said it was just fucking dead. Nothing was going on skateboarding wise. But he just kept like going and going and going and going and then he started to get popular again with the x games and various other things i can see it yeah like a lot of sponsorships were really just to give you gear and shirts to to 
rep while you're writing, not to yeah. like pay your bills. <laughs> he was saying like he was sponsored by when he was like 15. He was sponsored by a skateboard company that would always that would send him decks and stuff. And he was saying like one day they just stopped sending it, and he just didn't know why. And then a few months later, he heard from uh, one of his friends or like another guy in the business saying, "Oh yeah, they they went under. Like they're they're not a company <laughs> anymore." He's like, "Well, I was sponsored by them. Like he didn't had no idea that the company he was sponsored by just stopped." It went out of business. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I wonder if like the X Games, I wonder like if, if what would happen. Because I think X Games was mid-90s, straight out like mid-90s is when it yeah, started. I think it was 95. So I wonder I wonder like what, what would have happened to like extreme sports if it had not been for the X Games. I don't know. It's a good question. Because I mean, that was question. just like like reinvigorating. Dude, like the X Games was, was they were so cool. I Yeah, I remember watching it as a kid. Maybe not the first couple of years, but you know the late nineties. I would I would watch the X Games, and it was so it was so different. It was so much cooler than the Olympics. Or any did you ever go to the ones that they did at the uh, the stadium in Anaheim? No, I've never been to any of the X Games. Oh, those were so dope. Sure, they were, especially in the early days. So dope. Fuck. Fuck. All right. So that that's all I got. Do you have anything else on on skating or or Tony Hawk or anything? That is it. That's it. All right, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks to those who've reached out to us, recommended things. We'll, we'll take it into consideration. We'll probably do it in the near, very near future. So, yeah, thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for the main pod because we're getting into the uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, album, Are You Experienced? And um, we're going to rank his three records. So that's it. That's all. Coming up. Coming up.